0: Susie, You know it. Here I Hello. am. Hi, everyone. Can you believe we're back at it again?
1: I mean, do we ever stop? Nope. Episode 290, people. Content, content, content. Yep. Yep. Can't stop, won't stop. I had stop. a
0: friend from the clinic who was like, hey, I just started listening to your episodes. And I'm so excited. I just started at number one. I'm like, oh, we really don't hit our stride till about episode 23. <laughs> so She's She was like, I have so many. And then I said, well, we have 288 so far or whatever. And somebody else at the clinic was like, holy crap, that's a lot of talking. I mean, it like, really yeah. is a lot of talking. Do you expect anything else? And one of the uh, uh, pieces of advice I got from my own therapist as well as uh, – you know, from my supervisors when they watched me in session is I need to stop being so wordy. And I was like, don't you know what I do
1: for a living? What do they mean by that anyway? What do you want from me people? They mean like get to the point faster. Okay. But I like when therapists are wordy.
0: Me too. And I like to add some colorful stories in there and you know,
1: they're just saying get to the point. Well, you know, sometimes it can sound like a lecture i guess oh all right constructive criticism fine
0: yep, yep i'll take it i'll take it you know you just don't want to lose them you want to check in and be like are you getting
1: this How i hope do that it? doesn't bleed over into our show and then you're like nope <laughs> hasn't
0: happened yet <laughs> right I get the opposite i guess that one person said i cut you off a lot
1: i think it was more than one person
0: <laughs> yeah probably but i'm working on it maybe they have we haven't had that complaint in a while no right? no yeah we have See, good chemistry. Wait till episode about... Maybe it was episode about 123 then before we hit off <laughs> track. Or at least I figured it out.
1: I don't think that we do that, you do that, because it's more just banter, and that's how... Yeah. There's overlap. And we're excited, for goodness sakes. Back
0: off! It's not like I don't want to hear what you're saying or think what you're saying isn't in muy importante.
1: <laughs> well, let's talk about a thing I read about porn then.
0: Oh, well, tell me everything.
1: Okay. Well, so this happens all the time where, you know how Pornhub has that sort of, I think they have a separate page or something where it says Pornhub Insights and it'll say, you know, this is the search that's most popular in Kansas or whatever. Well, I haven't
0: explored that because <laughs> I haven't uh, been, you know, on Pornhub in a while, but. Well,
1: no, I haven't seen it on Pornhub. I'm just saying oh, okay. that like you, You're like whenever they, like you well, cause whenever these things come out, then journalists run with it. And oh, got it, got it. do these stories about popular yeah. porn searches and kind yeah. of crazy things that people are looking mm-hmm. for and stuff. And this yeah. was a great article because it unpacked what's really going on. And it described how, for starters, Pornhub does that but doesn't reveal how how many people they surveyed or how they got oh. their data. And because it's, you know, the most valuable thing that they have basically are these search data insights. And so they give you more general stuff and it could even be made up. We don't know because they don't provide this, the citations or anything. And so then when journalists see it, they just think it makes a clickbait headline. And so then they use it and then it gets repeated and repeated and repeated. And it may or may not actually reflect the general population because it's taught, it differentiated between porn consumers, which most people are, Mm -hmm. versus porn customers, which are the people for whom they actually will click through on a link or a pop-up and pay for a service or a product or a video.
0: Who's doing that?
1: Well, it said it's about one out of every 10,000 or so will (laughs) actually pay. (laughs) But those people's preferences are the thing that determines what that site will have more content of so mm. that's why there's so much step family porn is because those okay. people tend to be willing to pay for more stuff mm-hmm.
0: i think it's a more bizarre and like like those if you're willing exactly. to pay for it exactly. those things have to be pretty entrenched like you, the the you know it takes more to i don't know yes I feel like Yeah, it's weird. Okay, okay, okay. I totally agree. It's not a reflection of the – because, you know, we're just, like, satisfied with, like –
1: Yes, it is not a representative – The
0: amuse-bouche. We don't need to order (laughs) the 40-course tasting menu.
1: Exactly. And if you're super into, like, stepdad porn or whatever it is, then you would be more likely to pay for more of that – especially if it's a niche thing because another one that's very popular amongst people that pay is the interracial where it's the big black guy and the small white Mm -hmm. girl Mm -hmm. and that that's very uh, good with conversion rates and so they provide more of that content because it makes them more money
0: do you think also that that there's some you know because i'm thinking maybe if you don't have to maybe there's some like shame or something involved in having to search for that every time Oh. And so wanting to um uh almost like kind of curate like so it's, it's so you don't have to Yeah. like oh I just have to to log into the site rather than type in these weird things <laughs> into well, my search criteria.
1: Yeah, so maybe there's an element of like it makes it easier and maybe less shameful.
0: Yeah, or maybe like more in is it I don't know. It feels like almost like more secretive or like you're, you're kind of like hiding if you're,
1: you're in logged. a little I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. 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 And it's just weird. kind of weird because that changes how I read the data because what it really is, is about finding more people to pay money. Cause that's going to be yeah. your goal if you're into that, that yes. industry. And yeah. so what we used to think is like, why is everyone into interracial? Well, may, everyone's not. But maybe more people that pay are into that for whatever reason. Really nice to
0: know that not everybody's into this this weird step, you know, know, incestuous stuff. Thank you.
1: It did provide some insight as well, this article, about the idea of a taboo and why, you know, things catch on. And obviously, a step family thing is taboo in our culture, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not totally, it's not criminal.
0: Yeah.
1: In the way that we think of incest, you know?
0: Ugh. Yeah. Right? Because they're not
1: technically related or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was just, it's fascinating because a lot of people like to think of porn as, or even sexuality as like, we are privately, publicly, we're all pretty vanilla, most of us. Mm-hmm. But then privately, there's this other side where you're super kinky. And I don't agree with that. I don't think everyone is kinky. Some scholars think kink is just universal. We just don't share it.
0: Hmm. I don't know. I don't think, I think, I don't think that's true. No, I don't either. Yeah. Some people Hmm. like to keep it simple. I think that, that, you know, and maybe how, like, just like you were saying, I think maybe the, how they're going about testing these things like you were saying in the previous episode yeah. might also be yes. a problem mm-hmm. because if you're just, you know, strapping people to things that measure levels of arousal, yeah. you know, it's, we might be aroused by that, but that's not what we choose to, you know, watch or see or participate in all the time. You know, like yeah. I got real excited when I watched, uh, eyes wide shut but I don't want to go to a sex club, (laughs) but like how you're just a human and you're, there's, this is a biological response. But if you were to strap me up to those, you know, things that measure
1: physiological
0: responses, they would say, Oh, she's she's super into that. Super into that. But no,
1: I I mean, I think most of these are just done by search frequency.
0: mm -hmm, How many
1: mm -hmm. times someone searches for a particular thing or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I don't even think that's a good way to measure it because sometimes they're looking for something very specific that may or may not have anything to do with step families. Right. But they might Or search. sometimes yeah. you just
0: accidentally search for things like when I search for kitty bikini waxes.
1: <laughs> right, you learned just the hard way. Just for doing research for the
0: show. I was like, <laughs> okay, well, now it's given me a lot of... Uh, m- way more porn than I anticipated, <laughs>
1: but... Well, if you are searching for undies i know where you can find them <laughs> and that's me undies sarah
0: oh so cute
1: they are beyond cute but the softest undies mataroni what is that
0: amazing fabric called or mod, <laughs> right
1: something? micromodal fabric yes and they are the best i mean I can't believe how comfy they are, to be honest. Mm. I was like, how comfy could an underpant be? The answer is very. It feels like heaven against your skin.
0: Well, that's what you want. I feel like the older I get, the the less patience I have for uncomfortable undergarments.
1: Yeah, and they are cute too. So they have all different cuts and things like that. So you'll find what you're looking for. They have a great offer for our listeners too. For any first time purchasers, when you order me undies, you get fifteen percent off and free shipping. It's a no brainer. Get fifteen percent off a pair of the most comfortable undies you will ever put on. To get fifteen percent off your first pair, free shipping and a hundred percent satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com com slash brain candy. That's me com slash brain candy. And you can do like classic colors, bold, adventurous. I mean, real cute. Adventurous, yes. <laughs> We know how you are, Sarah. Mm-hmm. She's a super freak, super freak.
0: She's super freaking. Yeah. Yo. I, th-
1: I thought that was interesting though. I'll put that in the newsletter. If you want to sign up for our mm-hmm. newsletter, go to thebraincandypodcast.com. I also read Changing the Subject, an article about a new trend that I didn't even know was a thing, which is parents going to school to eat lunch with their kids.
0: Oh, please God, no. <laughs> Stop it. I have a hard time with the parents who are there all the time, every week. Yeah, and, You know, I understand if you're volunteer, like the teacher needs help, blah, blah, blah. But w- come on. We know what this really is. Right? You just want to be with your freaking kid. It's
1: so crazy You're taking away to me.
0: from the things that they're supposed to be learning and what they're supposed
1: to be doing. Stop it. it! It's really weird. But I don't want to judge because I know some of our listeners probably do this and have good reasons why they want to do it. But just for me personally, the last thing I want to do when I take my kid to school is to come back and friggin' eat lunch with him. Well, and there were, ugh,
0: yeah, right? I mean, but listen, you <laughs> love your child. I love your child, but that's like not, this is like when I was in elementary school, there were days that were designed for this oh. where it was like, there would be breakfast though. It would be like mom's, like mother's day breakfast or whatever oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. it was like, yeah. you know, like lunch and dad's would come or whatever it is. Sure. But that's I'm okay with. That's like, you know, like there's a day, bring your child to work, but you don't bring your freaking kid to work every day. It'd be weird. The same way parents
1: save it for that day, but you don't go every day. Well, I think I understand the impulse, especially if you think for some reason that your child is isolated or having a tough time, which everyone knows lunchtime can be stressful. Um, But to me, it feels like helicopter parenting gone wrong. And that the in the article which was in the Atlantic it was describing how this one woman would bring pizza and give it to her kid but also give it to like the kid's friends as a way of like buying the kid friends yep, yep. and come oh on oh my
0: gosh this is oh this is not okay that is going to backfire down the road
1: mhm absolutely it's like good intentions and sometimes those
0: kids don't want friends they're true. like cool by themselves yeah that's
1: true and I just because you're,
0: you know, I do get it, child.
1: but, <sighs> and so now some schools are banning it and some are like putting in like separate areas where you have to go with your kid to eat lunch. Oh my
0: God. Could you imagine? No. Stop. Uh, These moms, the, the, it's the opposite. Uh, it's having the opposite effect. You want your kids getting picked on. You think you're going to go there and help? No. Then he's going to be picked on because, Oh, what? Mommy has to come be at lunch with you. I know. No. To no, me, it just seems no, no, no. like
1: uh, Ill, ill-advised.
0: Yeah. There are other... Uh, there, that's, you're, you're missing the, the point of this socialization they're supposed to get at school and what they're supposed to be doing and learning and all that.
1: Why do you right? think, though? Because I don't get why this is something that's growing, where people are becoming more and more and more like that with their kids. What is this trend? Mm. I don't know. Do you think? I, do you think it's the social comparison thing? It could be of like
0: feeling like an inadequate parent if you're not doing like.
1: It could not be freaking extra. And maybe it's because of the absolute insanity in the world, and feeling like you need to control yeah. just your own yeah. yeah little nest. That makes
0: sense. Yes,
1: I do feel um, that.
0: That's a really good. You got to look at the contextual stuff and what's going on, even like societally, to. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. So and it kind of shows that. that these
0: parents have more anxiety. It's the parents anxiety, which tends to be kind of contagious too. Yes. And so then you have an anxious kid and then you're thinking you're helping, but that's causing more anxiety.
1: Yeah. yeah. It would drive me nuts though. If I were a teacher.
0: Oh, Oh, cause then you can't really do what your, your job, you feel like you're being watched. Yeah. No, 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 Not
1: cool with that. <laughs> Aren't teachers like the heroes of the universe?
0: They sure are. God bless them.
1: Every day I think about it, I'm like, I cannot believe. I have difficulty with just one human that I have to keep alive. And they have 25, sometimes 30 or more.
0: Yeah, sometimes more. I mean, those ratios, I'm like, oh. wow, I can't believe.
1: And they're doing it sometimes without even a teacher's aid or
0: anything. I don't know how God they do them. it.
1: I really do not. So, yeah. yeah, and
0: substitute teachers, those guys are great too. Oh, my God.
1: I would not want to do nobody, that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, talk about unappreciated.
0: Yeah. I always try to be nice to the substitute teacher when I was a kid because I knew they were just having a rough time.
1: Yeah, kind of. I don't but think. That's why
0: I'm a therapist now.
1: So. Yeah. I don't think I thought they were having a rough time. I think they were just. Oh, I did. <laughs> I know they were now, but.
0: Yeah. Anyway. I always remember just being like feeling so sad when they, like. I was in one class where everybody did that, like book drop at a What's specific that? time. Oh my gosh, that was classic, classic substitute teacher day move where you go, okay, at twelve thirty, we're all going to drop our book on the floor at like the exact same time. So they would just take, like, slide their book, and then as soon as the clock, you know, because it would be that second hand that, or yeah, that went around. Why? What is then, the point of this? Push it
1: just to make a loud noise, just to like prank the prank the. Sub. that is not funny
0: well most things that junior high kids come up with but are not why
1: funny. do they even think it's funny
0: i don't know because it's i like hate just being disruptive.
1: Like i do not like no. it yeah, and yeah, i mean yeah. that's probably those the... Are the things that made me feel bad for the subs well that see the difference is i went to a christian school that was not happening
0: oh, no way you're gonna get beat you're going get whipped with the what are those little sticks
1: <laughs> you're gonna get beat yeah, i love how you think right that's here. what happens
0: i don't know people say that that they they're teachers in catholic school like yeah got with a little yeah. stick
1: right no it's not unheard of but i I don't think it's as widespread as <laughs> yeah. yeah i would not have been okay with that oh yeah, my god that's true. did you ever get spanked in your whole life yeah oh my god my mom had
0: oh my gosh she's gonna hate this but what else <laughs> you did it mom we had a spanking spoon <clears throat> it was like the wooden spoon yeah
1: that's common this yeah. It and hurts. it was
0: more of a threat than it was a, like, she'd get it out and, like, hit it against her hand really hard. No. Yeah, it'd, like, scare us. And we, she'd be like, don't make me. And we were like, okay, we won't do it. And then this is the best story ever. So we were, it was Christmas time, and we were walking through Macy's, and my little brother, Luke, must have been about four or five at the time. And we're all, like, waiting in line. It's really crowded. And uh we're in the home department. My mom's got all three of us in tow. And my little brother points to the wooden spoons and he goes real loud. Look, mom, spanking spoons. No. In the middle of the department store. And all, it was like a record. And all the parents, like the people in line just gave her this stare like, oh, hell no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But,
1: you know. Right. That's not toaster now. Right. Yeah. That was, that was what,
0: that was, you know, she was a little lady and we were rowdy children. Not me, but the other two.
1: Yeah. My mom used one of those rubber paint stirrers that has like oh. holes in it. So like the wow. air would go okay. through and it would hurt.
0: Ooh, no wind resistance there. Yeah. Just designed
1: for, <laughs> for maximum impact. Efficient. <laughs> right. Yes. It was so painful, but my yeah. sister got it way worse than I did.
0: Oh. Well, you learned. There you go. You saw it, and you were like, oh, hell no. No, right. right."
1: And I would say sorry immediately, and Gretchen would be like, that doesn't hurt.
0: Oh, no. (laughs) You can't do that. Right. Oh, my gosh. Pretend like it doesn't hurt. Yeah.
1: I get it, though. She had five kids, so it's like she had to do something. Oh, yeah. No one was going to listen otherwise. What are you going to do? What? (laughs) What are you going to do? What are you going to (laughs) do? My
0: little brother was like up trees. We were jumping off roofs. We were. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, yeah. See, this is why teachers are amazing. Yeah, right, because they have to do it all with their voice well, in a
0: lesson and somehow teach them in the middle.
1: I know one thing that has nothing to do with your voice, which is hmm. your teeth.
0: Mm, well, well, sort of. Maybe. If you had none, it might affect area. it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you have teeth, important. and I know you do, you should use Quip toothbrushes because freaking they're awesome. They do the job. They have vibrations so you know how long to brush and when to switch because it pulses and tells you to switch sides so it's the best clean that you're getting but it also has a little thing that mounts to your mirror and you can just pop it right on your mirror it looks so chic and nice and so it declutters your sink The Marie Kondo would approve and you know how those electric toothbrushes are always so giant normally I'm not into that Mm -hmm. And then the brush heads are delivered automatically every three months. So for just five bucks. And toothpaste. Yeah. You get your toothpaste and your uh, new head to make it fresh as a daisy. And that's Mm -hmm. why we love Quip. And why over one million happy, healthy mouths do too. Quip starts at 25 bucks, And if you go to getquip.com slash brain candy right now, You can get your first refill pack for free. That's a first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash brain candy. Brush those chompers.
0: I feel like uh, good oral health and changing the bristles regularly, like what you're supposed to do, is the ultimate adulting move. Yes. Like you know that you got your shit together. When you're changing that toothbrush head regularly and <laughs> yeah. now you can have your shit together without having to worry about remembering because it just gets sent to you. Last.
1: I don't but. understand what my son does, though, because his brush is always gross, like with blue toothpaste on it. You know, like yeah. he brushes the whole two minutes. Yeah. <laughs> He's clearly not good at rinsing the bristles.
0: Uh-huh. Because I constantly Well, I have did to learn from, from Quip that you're not supposed to rinse your mouth out afterwards. What? You let the toothpaste do its job. Really? It's on the instructions. I must have skipped that part. Yeah, yeah. All right. Are you somebody speaking of which? Are you somebody who reads instructions? What are we talking about here? Like if you get a new product and
1: I do. It, I do read it. You do. Yeah, yeah. You do too, do right? Too. Yeah. Oh my god,
0: every single page.
1: Who's not doing that? Men. <laughs> They just get it out and start using it? Yes. Just figure it like, yeah. No, that's no good.
0: Did we already talk on here about the death of the manual? No. Oh my God, Suze. Oh, this is in my notes from a million years ago. I'm going to have to go back in the archives. I did a deep <laughs> dive. Archives. It was like over the holiday break. Um, I read this article called uh, Our Ma- Instruction Manuals Passé. Oh, It's a whole – it unlocked a whole bunch of stuff, and it was one of those where I'm like, well, this is interesting. Well, that's interesting. Well, what do you think
1: it is that would make them passe, though? So now there was a a quote from Elon
0: Musk that said, if an item – if a product needs instructions, it's already broken. No. Saying that the – like new products and new products that are – you know.
1: I guarantee you a Tesla comes with a manual. Well – Oh, gosh, that's a really good, good
0: point. Because a Does car certainly a
1: needs one. Yeah, but it's
0: it's really like the disappearance of the instruction manual as mm. we know it. So okay. it, it's different now. So now it's integrated, the instructions and the, um, uh, anything like that is integrated into the actual product. Like... Mm. Um, like for example, the Siri suggestions, you know, on your iPhone where it's like, or shortcuts, you know, mm-hmm. where it's like, here's how you could do that. Or things that you just get out and you start using it. And you know, Figure like your manual out. for an iPhone is, is like, a, it, it's like a card. It, there's like nothing on right. it. Right. Yeah. And so some people are like, oh, this is great because it helps us, um, you know, like we don't need to be wasting time with that. And the products are kind of designed to like learn as you use them. Yeah. But there are other people who are saying like, there are kind of pros and cons. And the con is that it's taking the power away from the user and you rely on whatever that company is, whether when you need to fix a product, when you need to know about a product and it makes this like a longer term relationship with the consumer and the, the, the manufacturer, whereas like other products, like the one example they used was a, an espresso machine, this really fancy one where instruction manuals are great for that because they tell you not just how to use the product, but sometimes they'll tell you why it's important. Of like, If you grind the beans like this, you'll get these different flavors and you learn about yeah. why it's yeah. like that and also information on how to fix it yourself. And we're kind of like locked out of
1: fixing it. I agree. It. I see that point.
0: Yeah, I thought it was – I mean, I'm going to put this uh, article in the newsletter because it really was interesting about what was the first instruction manual.
1: No, I love that. Yeah,
0: it's really cool. It's in popular science, and the very first instruction manual was more of like a guide for how to use – it was called Moxon's Manual, and it explained like how to use – like how to – it was almost like a life hack guide. Ah. And, and they would, he, he would title the, the, you know, each section or each you know, little description of how to do something with like a clever name. like One of the titles was How to Lift a Horse with Your Pinky. And you'd be <laughs> like, oh, what the hell? And all he was doing was he was giving instructions on how to use a pulley system.
1: Oh, wow. That's cool.
0: Yeah. And so it's really interesting to learn about you know, when kind of like the, the, the birth and the death of the instruction manual –
1: Right. Yeah, wow. That's real cool. really interesting. I love stuff like that.
0: Yeah. And I thought that was interesting about how <laughs> products are, we're kind of like being blocked from, from it's kind of taking yeah. the control away from us. Well, which you really f- I feel about. like
1: that even back in the day with your old cell phone, like a flip phone, when it mm-hmm. would act up or glitch, you'd just turn it off and you'd take the battery out and then reset it kind of thing. But with mm-hmm. the iPhone, it's like, wait, where's the battery even? Like how would you, you can't dismantle it in that same way. Yeah. You have to kind of go to the store if you want something like that done. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. I keeping on the same subject, I had read an article about how there was a company called General Magic that had created essentially the iPhone 20 years too early. What do you even mean? It was so fascinating because, you know, we think a lot about Steve jobs and Apple and the iPhone and how things came about. And that's Canon. And you don't think about like, did they really come up with it or was it just the right time? And it sounds like mm-hmm. in this case, the iPhone succeeded because it came about at the right time when people were ready for it. Cause this general magic company ha- was a communication company and they were asking themselves like, what's the next thing? I guess that's all they always have to ask themselves. And they had decided that the next thing was that everything on your desk will be eventually in your pocket, which is what yes. the iPhone is. Yes. And they had, like, even stickers that were essentially emojis. And God. after, you remember how Steve Jobs had that computer called Newton? And it was a yeah. failure, and yep. it didn't do well because it was rushed to market and then it tanked. Well, when that happened, Mm -hmm. then basically everything similar was thought to be too risky and shelved. And so that's what happened with their general magic device. Is
0: this, this, this is reminding me of the, that documentary, like what happened to the electric car?
1: Yes. It's very similar.
0: And they, they were like, people aren't ready for it's too early. And then they just all, they just
1: killed that idea. Yeah. Like we almost need to be eased into stuff
0: Yes, that if you
1: change things too fast, people think it's either scary or won't work or it's going to be too expensive or something like that. Wow. And so it didn't work out. And I just imagine like, what would I feel like if I had the best idea in the world, but I just came up with it too freaking soon?
0: Yeah. Huh. They were ahead of their what time. What else is like, like on the horizon that people are like, no, no, we got to slow roll this. we gotta, we got to prep them. we got to lay the foundation for this technology now or people won't be well, able to wrap like, their heads around it later.
1: Well, even when we talk about Apple, people are saying how whatever we're going to be using in 10 years, they've already worked on. And I've, Yep, you know,
0: absolutely. All the car weird. stuff. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Everything.
1: How far ahead do you think those people are?
0: <sighs> 15, 20 years.
1: Wow. I mean, That's conceptually, because
0: you got to build the machines, you got to design the product, design the features yeah. with foresight, like with this like future, like, like, you know, foresight or whatever you call it. Yeah. And, uh, then you have to like develop the technology to do that. Then you have to develop the machine to then produce the product, like the, the assembly line machines.
1: Yeah, right? everything has to be. You can't just be, be like beep, boop boop boop. Okay,
0: now make this. No, you got like to like make a whole thing.
1: Right, and whatever will make it happen, you have to get that accomplished before you can make the thing. You have to mm-hmm. make the thing to make the thing. Yes, so I'm saying. I'm glad there are smart people that can do that because I thank God. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just my good brother at is uh,
0: just started uh, his electrical engineering program. Oh at- wow. And I'm like, you are the person who's going to be inventing this
1: stuff. That's fun. I love that. Yep.
0: Yeah. He he's could be going the next all the way, Steve so. Jobs. Totally. He's like researching solar stuff now, like solar, oh, cool. electrical, solar power, blah, 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 whatever. I don't know. It's like so much more. The names for his class. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. <laughs> no idea.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. I mean,
0: the. And he's getting straight A's. So like 98%. So I don't wow. know how he's doing
1: it.
0: Just like to say it's our genetic.
1: Right, brains running in the somehow family I'm related
0: to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, there's no doubt the future is now and another way that technology will work for you is if you use Instacart, which is the most Ooh, yeah. awesome way to have groceries delivered to you in as little as 1 hour or you can pick a time that works with your schedule. It's such a cool app. You have to download it and you get coupons that are exclusive that they can be used towards your order. They deliver from local and national retailers. You don't have to sit in traffic. You don't have to go and like, I would play like chicken with people in the grocery aisles with my cart, like get <laughs> out of my way.
0: You don't have to bet. do
1: that. You don't have to go through that stress and you can just select the items you want and then they can come in as little as one hour or whenever you want them to. They keep hot items, hot and cold items, cold. I used it. It's so easy and convenient. It was like, oh, we're out of this. Well, no, we're not. Try yeah. Instacart and get $10 off. Your first order to get the limited time offer, go to Instacart.com or download the mobile app and enter our promo code BRAINCANDY at checkout. That's $10 off your first order today at Instacart.com or through the mobile app. And don't forget to enter our code BRAINCANDY, Instacart.com or the mobile app with our code BRAINCANDY at checkout. Do it. Yeah, dog. Um, okay. Next on my agenda. Yup. They did this study. <laughs> They, again. I love they. They're at. So they are at it again.
0: <laughs> they never sleep. <laughs> They're so busy, and so I'm busy. grateful. Where are they getting all this funding? Well,
1: <laughs> right, I wanted some of that sweet cash. Yeah. So you know how everyone knows about the peacock and how the male peacock shows his beautiful feathers and then you know mm-hmm. that's Familiar. how he attracts the lady. Well, yes. They realized that not only that, but. When the female peacock sees his plumage, she also feels the movement of his feathers through the crest on her head.
0: What?
1: You know how they have like that little thing on their head that looks like a Spartan hat? Yeah. Well, those little guys are kind of like whiskers on a cat. Oh my And they can feel the vibration of things like moving feathers. Huh. Isn't that crazy? It kind of makes me think of like when we get goosebumps
0: and our hair stands up
1: <sighs> ooh. and how it's like
0: somehow we're feeling the vibe of the room or the whatever.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: And we're able to kind of like, you know,
1: ooh. Cause they had done, they had done a study with a similar animal that is now escaping me, which animal, but it had one of those things on its head as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and they taped them down. And found that those oh. animals, whatever it was, were using that as a way to make sure they didn't bump their head going into little caves and things. <laughs> and so it had That's a purpose. Cute. And so they started yeah. to think, wait, maybe, I mean, peacocks don't live in caves. So what mm. else could it be for? And then they discovered that it was basically like a sensor. Oh, my gosh. I like that.
0: I do, too. I just think it's a, it's the idea of... of- them doing these funny little things to animals like <laughs> I, taping their, I know. Their, thing, their stuff down or when like they test if animals have a sense of like self when they like put little paint on them to see if they can rub it off or you know just like the little adorable things that like there's one test of um, oh what is that what happens when women start their period and they ovulate together yeah and how you can just put a little you can, like plug a hamster's nose and that won't work because it works through olfactory senses. Oh. And that effect doesn't happen if the females can't smell male pheromones. And how they test is they just like, I don't know, put little adorable clothespins on their nose or something. So
1: if there aren't (laughs) men around, that it wouldn't happen? Correct. Yeah. Because they're all trying to beat the other one to get ovulating. Right. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But so it's like that. Funny to think that researchers are like, hmm, I know, plug in their noses. I know, tape these these little hairs down, right? And, and they're
1: using, like, as you said, like little nose plugs or whatever. Yeah,
0: like little teeny tiny, you know, they, they, whatever they do. And they sometimes they come up with like adorable little ways to use, like I don't know, a Q-tip to do these things, and it's just funny like that.
1: Well, on a similar sort of phenomenon was that they. Have there was a recent study that came out that is not peer reviewed yet, so we don't know what they'll determine in the end. But mm-hmm. the sort of introductory findings are talking about how plants um, essentially have the same thing—they're little
0: things oh, yes.
1: where they can hear, yes, um, a bee or whatever coming nearby through the movement of that bee's wings. Mm-hmm. And then they can instantly make their nectar sweeter.
0: Oh my gosh. I didn't know they could do it with making their nectar sweeter. Yeah. I've heard of it of releasing toxins when they tell it's tense that a bug that's like threatening oh. is near, that they can do the same thing with like poisonous
1: right. secretions or whatever. To protect Dude, themselves. I'm telling
0: you, they, they feel stuff. It's crazy to me though. I know it, and that movie that came out—it was an M. Light Shyamalan movie, movie. I think it was called *The Happening*,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was—it oh, I freaking loved it. And I was like, I think this is real. I think this stuff—like, don't don't fuck with plants because we don't even know what they're about. And the whole premise of the movie is like, people are dying, and they don't know why, and it's really like the plants ha, ha, are they're threatened like their environment is being threatened and they can recognize that like the climate is changing so it's like to defend themselves they create like this toxin that it's the spores like go out into the wind and they kill everybody whoa like, and it's the plants and it's the wind that are doing it and i'm like mm-hmm, because we don't even know they're doing it at a very like they, the plants do do this for bugs and for, you know, whatever. And we see that. So it was just like expanding on something that was already a a known like phenomenon in the scientific world. And I love that. And I'm like, we don't, you know. Yeah. We think we know, but we have no idea.
1: <laughs> well, and the other part of that same study that that is more controversial that they're not sure if it's accurate, but they claim that plants make essentially a scream noise. They scream and it's at a pitch that humans can't hear.
0: Oh no. I know. This is like, uh,
1: it's Sus, so I also, upsetting. I mean,
0: once I saw a lady who at the, uh, like Lowe's or home Depot or whatever, and she was buying a, uh, queen palm. It's like a plant that like a, a palm plant yeah. for your house. Yeah. And she picked it up by the base of the plant, like by the stem. Oh, and it, made me and she like dragged it like that Mm. and it made me cringe and i was like oh my god that would be like somebody picking up by the hair and dragging you across the floor yeah and it like physically hurt me and i was like oh my god carry it from the bottom you're gonna hurt it and i said that out loud i couldn't help myself it was like an automatic response because in my mind i felt like you know this is again me like anthropomorphizing plants (laughs) but and like now maybe the science says i'm right. And I, I was like, oh, God, don't do that. That hurts her. Oh, Pick did her that up her the bottom. Change? She's a living thing.
1: What? Did the person change there?
0: No. Oh. <laughs> she didn't care. I, she's a lady. Who, I could tell she's like the one who's not watering that plant and is replacing it every three months.
1: Yeah. I would I have been annoyed, tell. though, if somebody said that to me in the store. Of
0: course you would. Because <laughs> you're – Of course
1: that's why Would you i said not? i couldn't help
0: myself it was an automatic response oh well it's different you know if i'm if i'm someplace where i feel like the person is in, informing me about like a better way to do i don't know sometimes yeah. i'm open to it sometimes i'm not
1: yeah basically if a woman does it it's fine that was what i was gonna say i mean kind of
0: i was like if some dude tells me how to fucking do something i'm like can it <laughs>
1: can it but don't can it about poshmark because all our stuff's on there and we want you guys to buy it yeah
0: man Woo! i love it how are your sales last night on poshmark well they've slowed down because i haven't listed any new things that's actually on my to-do list today figure rainy day might as well just poshmark some
1: shit yes and you guys if you're not using poshmark it is time it's so fun and you can get really nice stuff on there at such good prices and also, you can list your own stuff. So you can have a closet of things that people can buy from and make offers on. And likewise, you can make offers on other things that you find that you're wanting to buy. And it's so You've convenient. You've got great
0: stuff listed right right now. I
1: feel like I do. I want people to buy it. Oh my God, it. those
0: Todd shoes? Yeah. Sue's. I know.
1: Sue's. They're my favorites, but I have a policy where if I buy a new pair of shoes, then one pair has to go.
0: Mm, that's a good policy. Good policy. Because I,
1: I have a shoe rack and it. It has to all fit on there. And if I am run out of space, then a pair of shoes has got to go. So my loss mm-hmm. is your gain. And you, you need to go to Poshmark.com or download the app and then use our code, which is I'm Sarah Rice, which is also the name of her closet. And um, you'll get $5 off your first purchase, which is so fun. So use our referral code, I'm Sarah Rice, um, on the Poshmark app or At the website and you'll get that five dollar credit to use towards anything you want. Good times, great oldies. (laughs) Um, Actually, that is a pro that that applies. Why? Good times, great oldies. Some of the clothes are older. That is. I And they're great. I wish I had been clever enough to realize I had thought of that.
0: Appropriate. Appropriate well, that's what you got me here for.
1: I read an article about why restaurants are so loud now. Oh. Have you noticed this trend? Hmm. Loud restaurants. I'm I'm going to make a guess. Okay,
0: that the design of the restaurants is changing and the acoustics are louder, like higher ceilings.
1: Yeah. Yep.
0: More minimalistic look. Yes. And less things like carpeted floors yes. and cushiony seats.
1: Yes. You are Woo! right. You are right. You are right. This whole movement towards minimalism and you know mo- uh, postmodern or what do they call yes. it uh, mid century as well mid century yes. modern that look and um also open kitchens cuz all that noise used to be put behind a door now yes. you know the kitchen is usually in sight and you can see the staff and you can hear them as mm-hmm. well and it all increases the noise and it was saying how it's also profitable because it increases alcohol consumption when there's more noise oh. and more turnover. Cause people, you know, it's faster pace. It's not that sort of whisper mm-hmm. formal dining mm-hmm. that was in the eighties, you know, where people mm-hmm. would be very um, muted. And um, yeah. the trouble is that the um, decibel level that the noise is at is often so high that if you worked a double like a lunch and dinner, back-to-back, back. They, they might even be in violation of unsafe work environment for your ears. <gasps> what? Yeah. So well, it's not you know, good
0: this, for servers. No. Well, and also this reminds me of the article I was talking about about temper tantrums and kids. Yeah. And maybe we're seeing more temper tantrums in restaurants and people are like, I can't take my kids to restaurants because the environment at the restaurant is louder and more like... Stimulating.
1: It's funny though, because that that's way, part of the reason why I think a lot of people do take their kids now is because they are oh. so loud. And even the really expensive restaurants are so okay. casual
0: yep. that that's I think point.
1: that is more, people are more inclined to be like, it's fine. It's loud. No one will notice if they misbehave mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. but mm, man. it's not a great environment for like having good conversation, number yeah. one, or yeah. bad for your ears as well. Ah, huh, that's so interesting.
0: You know, I never really thought about the noise in the kitchen
1: mm-hmm. until
0: L- Landon and I went to this restaurant, 11 Madison Park. It's like real fancy, real yeah. nice. And they, the, um, they invite us into the kitchen to go take a look in and New York, know, see the chef and everything in New York. Yeah. It was silent in that kitchen. Really, and you don't notice it. It's one of those things like you don't notice it until it's like different or not there. Yeah, yeah, and it was the first thing. Like it almost felt like I had gone deaf for a second. I'm like, what? It is. You could hear a pin drop in there, and it was just that everything was like you know a well oiled machine. How people moved, and and that was just the the how they did it there. And nobody spoke, and nobody. They all had their jobs, and one person. I was can't just even the-
1: imagine that you couldn't
0: because you can't like it it's difficult for me to even describe what it felt like to be in that place and have it be so silent Mm -hmm. and you felt like even just walking through there that you were disrupting them or or you know being too loud wow It was so weird. And I was like, this seems like not how it is. And everybody who was with me, because they're all in the restaurant business, was like, this is the,
1: what? This is so quiet. This is so insane. Yeah, because when you're a server, it is just chaos. And everyone's yelling at the chefs, and the chefs are yelling at the staff. And it's a whole scene. Maybe that's, like, not as common now that there are open kitchens, because they can't yell at each other in front of everybody. Also a good point.
0: Yes. Which is probably a good Um, thing. I was going to ask a question about food and
1: restaurant. Dang, I forgot it.
0: Oh, well, it'll come back to me. Anyways.
1: Can't believe I get to have dinner with you tonight.
0: P.S. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited, except I think I'm going to change our location because Landon and I had a meal
1: there recently, and it wasn't my favorite. Oh, all right. Well, I'm up for anything. I feel like we don't get to go out to dinner that often. We've got to make sure it's a good place. I know. Sarah and I are having a date, everybody. Don't be jealous.
0: Yeah, I was going to say you should be jealous. <laughs>
1: That's the difference between (laughs) us. That's funny. Well, um, kind of combining the two categories from earlier, which is tech bros and then Mm -hmm. food from just now. I read this article in uh, eater.com where it talked about how weirdly tech bros are becoming like the world's best bread bakers. (laughs) Hello? You know... Yeah, I'm just like,
0: I, I was like, that is odd. And then it reminded me of somebody that I follow this woman on Instagram who has adorable mid-century modern house and her husband is obsessed with baking bread.
1: Wow. See? And he's like a techie guy. Yeah. Apparently, well, so this became a thing in Silicon Valley where the what? guys that work at these places and have like super uh, fancy jobs and stuff were quitting their jobs to become bread bakers. And now they have, like, one of them won a, uh, shoot, I can't remember, a James Beard Award for his bread book. I know, it's crazy. Stop! Like, they've channeled everything they're good at into then making bread. Because bread is very formulaic. Yeah, it's if like you a think science to do that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it is. And temperature and conditions. and
1: Yeah, so I think that what? makes it appealing to these guys who are very into all of that data and like, okay, what degree is it at? And do you put Dude, in the correct... they should go
0: into the wine business or something that costs more than $5 a loaf.
1: Well, that's true. That's true. Well, I'm sure they're making out on those books, the book deals. Oh, that's true. Yeah, other techie bros who want to bake some sourdough. I mean, maybe they just feel like it's soothing, but it, yeah. I just feel like it's a weird, I know there's this whole movement towards like artisanal and everyone's yeah. I mean, I'm making their own, me too. But it's a bizarre thing to be like, I'm a very successful tech guy and now I'm going to bake bread. Well, it's, it's interesting
0: when it's, it, when there's, when you can say the tech guys, like a specific population mm-hmm. and then they choose a specific food you know it's not like you're saying oh all these tech guys are leaving to join the culinary world or they're leaving to become horticulturists or whatever it is this is very specific right they and my mind would go to like is this some like brew you know how brewery like home brewery things like i'm like well is it kind of like that where like those guys are like oh i'm gonna quit and it's like the non-alcoholic version of
1: yeah yeah I do think it is all connected. It's got to be. And maybe their jobs were so stressful. I can't remember their names. There are two guys that separately did this and were super successful. And now it's sort of a thing. I feel like there's
0: got to have been something that sparked their interest in it. That was like (laughs) something that all those tech guys saw that. Right. You know, or like a character in some movie or some article that came out that said this is a good way to for self care, and it happened to be in Wired Magazine or something I know, like that. No, you're probably
1: right. There was probably there's a there's got to be
0: an explanation
1: mm-hmm. that's too specific. <laughs> you're having none of it. No, it's just,
0: I don't know. I just want, I just, I want to know more and I want to know what inspired these, these guys. But yeah. you know what? Go for it, dudes.
1: I do think it's kind of funny, though. It's kind of like going camping where I always joke where I'm like, there's a reason why we all live in houses. It's better. (laughs) It's kind of like that with the making of bread. I make bread, too, but in a bread maker, so it's not so much about like, well, the yeast is at this temperature, whatever. And so it's kind of like, well, the reason we all buy bread... And why they say things like the best thing since sliced bread is because it made our lives so much easier at one time. And now people are kind of returning to it, which is a bit odd. Yeah.
0: We're just dying for more of that. Like home. Yeah. I think that might be it.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of things at play, I'm sure. But
0: or maybe this is pushback for all those other people in their business who are like, I'm paleo. And they're like fuck you i'm gonna start a bread company i like
1: how you're mad do you have a thing about paleo you're not into it
0: oh no I, i i was super into it and i was in like the best shape of my life when i was doing that and working out like crazy but you know it's like anything like when people tend to be very preachy in some of those uh
1: yeah that's true
0: yeah and in that that same series that i was talking about on the last episode that weird and wonderful world or whatever it is it was like or no this one was on explained you know that show explained on netflix no
1: what I've never even heard yes, of it. Yes, you do because no. you
0: talked about one of the things on there.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, you talked about. Oh crap! I can't remember. I had no. There was seen something on, on there, there that you absolutely discussed, or maybe somebody tweeted you about a sh- one of those episodes, and then we talked about it on here. Anywho, so on here was um. Oh my god! See now, I forgot what we were talking about. Remind remind me.
1: Um. Well, the bread and. Okay. The bread. Making things. Then- oh, you were talking about paleo and
0: how. Oh, thank yeah. you. Thank you. I was like, where the hell, what the hell am I talking about now? <laughs> and you switched the subject a thousand times. Um, no, it was explained and it was why diets don't work. Okay. And all of the science, they looked at all the different diets and it really came down to sustainability. Yes. Yeah. And how it doesn't matter. Whatever works for you is what you should do. I totally and agree. people's success with with quote unquote diets was, uh, taking those concepts that they learned of healthy eating and integrating them into their daily food habits. So it's more like picking whole foods and not eating processed foods and how, if you just focus on that, then you tend to eat less calories. You tend to eat less fat. You tend to eat, you know, better anyway, so you can, you know, maintain healthy weight. It's really just calories in and calories out. And, um, Uh, it's not like, it doesn't matter whatever you can do, whatever you want, but it's whatever works for you. And so when people are like, no, this is the only way it's like, well, actually, no, I couldn't agree more work better for certain body types. And that's how people like three people can do the exact same diet. And it works for one person and some person gains weight and some person doesn't change at all. And it's like motivation and all this other stuff. So you know anybody who has like wants to get on a soapbox about how like everybody should be doing this and this. Anytime somebody starts a sentence with you should, <laughs> just ignore the rest of it. <laughs> the, the therapist that that the theoretical model that I follow, she has uh, she calls it shooting all over the place.
1: Why? Oh, shoulding. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's like, don't shoot all over the place. Yeah, that's true.
0: And and she's like an academic scholar who's using that phrase, and I'm like, I love you. Pretty <laughs> much
1: any time. There's a one-size-fits-all solution for something that's about human yeah. behavior. It's not going to be yeah. one-size-fits-all actually. Right. <laughs> With the exception
0: of relationships are important. That's it.
1: Yeah, but how you like the manage them is so Correct. personal and yes. individual. Ooh,
0: good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah there is not a one-size-fits-all model
1: at all for anything. No, if it involves human behavior, it, forget it. Yeah. Mm, fascinating. Yeah, I don't know. Love it. Um, mm-hmm. Before we go, I want to ask you something. <laughs> there Please was a do. hilarious article in The Cut, which is talking about the burp and blow, which men do. Oh, classic. Okay. Yes. So, like,
0: now are we using this as a, a tool for annoying people, like my husband, like when I do it? Or is this just like a, a natural, like, you burp and you blow it out?
1: Oh, this is the natural one where okay, it tends it. to be men. Maybe some women do it too, but oh, men mean. that you're talking to will like burp and then blow it to the side. <laughs> like to, yeah, <laughs> to, I totally know this move. And so the person was writing about it and saying like, do guys think that that helps? And then they started <laughs> doing this sort of experiment to see if, if blowing it to the side actually does prevent your conversation partner from smelling it and it does not mm-hmm. what that it's not effective in preventing the smell like
0: you can still smell like yeah. smelling, blowing it out of the side like we think it's like a cigarette smoke and somehow not going to annoy the person if it's
1: well and even in that case you might not get the smoke in your face but you can still smell the smoke yes oh good point
0: and like this, my husband likes to do this in the car without rolling the window down and i'm like i can still smell it you had <laughs> eggs with ketchup
1: oh Oh. I'm speechless.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just don't get anybody that's burping in public and thinking it's okay. Unless you're with your family or something.
0: Mm-hmm. I yeah. I was in the clinic yesterday and I was burping like
1: crazy.
0: I must have eaten something. I don't know. And you would just burp I just and blow? Stop. It was more like a well, yeah, but they were like tiny ones. It was like Oh yeah. But it was I don't yeah, not like a big because I feel like male burps and female burps are almost different. I do, too. Like, when Landon burps, and, and even when again, things come out in the other direction, mm. it's like, you know, mine's just like gas trying to escape from my body. His sounds like a demon <laughs> trying to escape from the depths of hell. Really? It's oh louder? Oh, my gosh. It's so loud. Bur- the burps, the- I don't even feel like it's loud. And there's more, like, it's, like, heavier in a way.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I was like, like, how is how are, how is it how does it have mass?
1: Yeah, I hear what you're saying. you know Mm-mm. maybe it's because
0: their bodies are bigger or you know whatever.
1: maybe I'm not into any. I of don't it. know that's what I know I about. don't know. Yeah all right, we're done. we're done here. That's it. we're gonna end on burping. I should burp just to
0: close it out. you should let her rip I can't, rip. I, can't. Wow. A, I can't burp on command can you
1: Yeah for sure Wow yeah. Good it's on a you. gift it's a oh, gift. Nice. All right, see you next time everybody. See ya. Bye.